0: embrace that journey and enjoy every step of the way and not push it too much where we either get sick or get hurt because then that takes all the fun out of you know the sport so no matter what the age go for it
1: welcome to power up your performance where we talk about how you can learn to think feel perform and live like a
2: champion Hey everyone, welcome to Power Up Your Performance. I am your hostess, Kim Peek, founder of Power of Run. I am a running coach, and right now I am in the middle of a couple of different challenges with the people who are in my online communities. I have booties and burpees going on, which was designed to be a challenge just to help everybody stay on track and maybe develop a new fitness routine over the holiday season, and I didn't want people to feel bogged down with a bunch of rules or add any extra stress during this time of year. I wanted it to be a challenge where we were just more mindful about the idea that we needed to stay consistent with our exercise, and remember that all those little baby steps that we take over the course of day after day after day repeatedly, all those things add up and make a difference in how we perform in our lives. So I'm excited about that challenge. I'm also in the middle of a journaling challenge, which kicked off on Monday, and that is just a six-day challenge, but I wanted people to kind of get a taste of how a journal can help them improve their lives. So I want to talk a minute about the big picture when it comes to using the health and fitness journal to improve not just your fitness performance, but also how you work toward other goals that you have in your life, your job, your family, volunteering, giving back, all of those things in our lives that combine to affect our happiness. And when I talk about fitness tracking, this goes beyond what you would track if you were using Strava or Garmin Connect. I'm not talking about merely Tracking how many miles you ran or how many push-ups you did, you know, those little boxes that you check off. I'm talking about going deeper than just checking workouts off on a piece of paper or logging them into your training plan. Whether you are trying to get in shape so you can chase your kids or you have a long distance race you're planning or you're just trying to stay committed for the long haul, it can be a challenge. Some days you're on top of the world and training is going well and other days you want to throw in the towel because it's hard and maybe that has been a challenge for a long time and this is where keeping a fitness journal comes in and it's going to take you a little bit to get a feel for what information is really helpful for you to track but keeping this journal will help you begin to see the patterns, what, what you're doing, how what your attitude is like, how hard you're working. I think one of the most important things about a journal, though, is helping us believe. Believing we can do something and being able to see ourselves achieve that goal, those are critical attitudes, critical thought processes to have. When it comes to success, if we don't believe, if we can't see the evidence that what we want is possible, we are more likely to give up. And that is part of the reason why you see so many of us, so many people who start a running program and quit. They start a diet and quit. They start working toward some big, scary goal and they quit because somewhere deep down, they don't believe that it is possible. So using a journal and going through different thought process prompts helps us give ourselves proof, helps reinforce those thought processes so that we can start to believe I am the type of person who can accomplish this. In addition to other prompts that I put in my coaching clients' training plans, I also just ask them to keep a journal and to write down their thoughts each day about how their training went. It's helpful to look at things like nutrition and sleep patterns and what you ate immediately before, if you're feeling tired, how your muscles felt, if you're hydrated, all of those types of just basic sensory body awareness types of things. But it's also important to think about what you did well and what you need to improve on and what your attitude was like. It's important to keep working on developing a positive attitude, whether that's while you're running, while you're racing, or just in life in general. Because positivity and optimism, being able to squash those negative thoughts as they pop up in race or in life, these are important skills that will help you accomplish more in life. But you also, as somebody who is running or trying to accomplish anything big in your job, you don't want to feel defeated every single time some fleeting negative thought pops into your head. You have to learn how to shut those thoughts off and decide if you want to address those later or if it's just something small that's getting under your skin at the moment. You can't let those things distract you. If you want to join the journaling challenge that I'm doing this week, go to www.crushingmygoals.com slash p slash journal. And that's the letter P. So www.crushingmygoals.com slash p slash journal. And that will give you access to the emails and the videos that I'm sending out for this really quick down and dirty journaling project that we're doing. Now, what I'm doing today on the podcast is going to be a little bit different. I am going to play some of my favorite clips from past podcasts from this year, and then I want you to get out your journal and use this as an opportunity after you hear each person speak. Just write down what thoughts that inspires in you. This first clip is from an interview I did with Sarah J. Larero earlier this year. Sarah is a business strategist and mindset coach, and I was intrigued by some thoughts that she had about how to help women get unstuck and just let go and go for their dreams. And so we talked about a concept called living your life as if. Living your life as if what you want has already happened. So I want you to listen to this clip and then... Take a few minutes or pause this and spend longer than that and write in your journal about how this might apply to your life. Is there something big that you would like to accomplish that you could use the live as if concept with?
3: Is to live as if. And so oftentimes that live as if needs, you need to define what that as if is. And so if it is, you know, like pursuing Broadway, well, what would, you know, what would you look like or what would that version of yourself look like if you were already there, if you were already in Broadway, what would you do differently? How would you act differently? How would you behave differently around other people? And, you know, for some women, for a lot of the women who I work with, because they, they want to leave their nine to fives, it's, you know, the replacement of their income, of their nine to five income, um, or even surpassing their nine to five income, that is their living as if, right? So what would the version of yourself that makes 5k months, you know, like, what would she do differently in her business right now? How would she feel? Um, and then I, I even take this, like, even one step further, Because I think that that's really, really important because once you come into massive dreams and even just believing that you can do something different with your life, I personally believe that that's something that's even bigger than you and even bigger than your human form. And so what I like to do with that as well is um, give that that version of yourself or, or give that message a name and almost pretend as though it's not even you (laughs) Um, because of the fact that, you know, as human beings, we are so imperfect and we carry around with us a lot of blame, a lot of shame, a lot of self-doubt, a lot of self-esteem issues, confidence issues, you name it. And it's not that the people who are really successful, who are actually living their dreams don't have those things is that they choose not to focus on them. And so a huge way that, um, I've managed to not focus on those things essentially is by not even believing, you know, like that, what I'm doing is me. It's, it's not a Sarah, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to find another name for this other woman who I'm being, but it's, um, it's basically, it's still me inside, but, It is a version of me that doesn't carry around all of those human conditions and all of that human suffering. Um, And when I find that I put myself into this position and when I find that I I ask my clients to do this exercise, um, it's almost like, oh, well, if I'm not Sarah, (laughs) right, then yeah, I can go in and audition for that part. No problem. Yeah, I'm going to give it my all because, you know, like if someone's going to be offended or someone's going to be damaged, you know, it's not my ego it's not my self-confidence. Those, they, like, it's not going to affect me in that negative way. And so that whole live as if, I feel like that's, that's been one of the, the biggest defining aspects of how to really get yourself to that point where, um, where you really do believe and you're willing to take those risks.
2: Next is a clip from an interview I did with Dr. Heather Denniston, Dr. Heather is a seasoned chiropractor with a certification in wellness chiropractic, and she speaks often about how these small choices we make can have a big impact on our lives. In this clip, we talk about the sepia-toned existence, how our wellness choices affect the big picture of our lives. So listen to Dr. Heather, and then in your journal, I want you to reflect and think about Some of the little things, just all the little things in your life, is there one thing that you could put more focus on that might have an impact on your health and wellness? Maybe it's hydration. Maybe it's your nutrition. Maybe it's getting better sleep at night. Maybe it's spending more time having family conversations around the dinner table. Take a listen to this and then jot down just one area, one tiny thing that you can do this week to make a change in your life? The concept is, I used to,
1: when I would present on this, I would put up on the screen a picture. And the picture was a sepia-toned, lovely photograph of a bunch of boys playing in a meadow. And they're kicking a soccer ball around, and it's up in the air, and one of them's mid-jump, just about to grab it. And the outside of the picture is just a little blurry, and it's, it's a beautiful picture. And the idea is that I have people look at that. Oh, isn't that a neat picture? You know, and everyone's like, Yeah, that's cool. And then I flash up the original picture, which is full color, bright blues, greens, blue sky, really sharp soccer ball flying through the air, and you can see that the with the details of the boys' faces and that they're laughing. And I explain to folks, you know what? There are steps that we take every day that create a sepia toned life or a full color life, and we talk a lot about diabetes, cancer, heart disease, and all of these things that if we don't make the right choices, we're going to end up with all of those diseases. And that is true and it's concerning and it's, it's really important we think about that. But my mission is to get people thinking more about what are they experiencing in their life? How are they viewing and, and interacting with their own world based on their wellness choices? So Little by little, if we don't hydrate, if we don't eat up the proper nutrition, if we're not exercising, we don't see the same, we don't hear the same, we don't experience and look at the world in the same way, we can't think the same, we can't interact with our loved ones in the same way, and that to me is such a big message to share with people is that we have the choice to live a full colored life or we can live the sepia-tone life, and the sad part is, is a lot of people don't even realize they're living a sepia-tone life.
2: Next up is a clip from an interview I did with Bonnie Parrish-Kell. Bonnie is the chief diva at Slowpoke Divas. And when I talked to her back over the summer, we talked about you're never too old or too out of shape to lead an active lifestyle. In this clip, Bonnie has some great advice about being patient and not comparing your journey to other people's journeys. So listen to this clip and then... In your journal, take a few moments to write about patience and any areas where you find yourself comparing yourself to others.
0: And start something. I think it's a case of managing expectations. That was the biggest thing that I had when I had turned fifty, and I had that uh, beginner triathlon experience. Was that I realized this was going to be a journey, and it was really going to be a challenge because. I, like probably 98% of other Americans, when we want something, we want it now. It's that whole instant gratification mm-hmm. thing. So if I can get you know upset if I have to wait too long at a Starbucks drive through how am I going to feel if I want to actually do a marathon? It's going to take me a long time to get in the physical shape ready for a marathon. Um, the other thing I also recommend is that we do not compare ourselves to somebody else. If it takes me 12 months to do something, that's my journey. If it took you three months to do something, I'm going to celebrate that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody else might need two years because all bodies are different. And so I think we need just to embrace that journey and enjoy every step of the way and not push it too much where we either get sick or get hurt. Because then that takes all the fun out of, you know, the sport. So no matter what the age, go for it. I really enjoyed the
2: interview that I did with Dr. Michelle Seeger, who is the author of No Sweat, How the Simple Science of Motivation Can Bring You a Lifetime of Fitness. Dr. Seeger has devoted her 25-year career to creating sustainable behavior change for health and well-being. And she's a recognized pioneer in the field. So when you listen to Dr. Michelle Seeger talk I want you to think about consistency. One of the reasons that we stop and start and stop and start and quit is because we don't realize that all those little actions that we take count. All those things add up to long-term success. And we also haven't found a way to enjoy the activity that we're doing. So listen to Dr. Michelle, and then I want you in your journal To write down some things that you appreciate about your current activity that you're doing for health and fitness and how it makes you feel. I also want you to make a list of all of the little things you did today that might count as exercise. If you're a teacher and you played kickball at recess with your kids, that counts as exercise. If you are a parent who helped their kid move out of their dorm room this week, that counts as exercise. If you carried your groceries up 10 flights of stairs, that counts as exercise. Let's stop being discouraged and thinking that we're not doing the work when we can take small actions daily that add up to fitness success.
3: Ties back to the idea that if people think they have to kill themselves at the gym for 60 minutes for it to be worth doing, like many believe. Then eventually they go, oh, I just don't have the energy for that. But what if instead we taught people of the continuum and everything counts from this very teeny little piece of literally walking one way, one minute, and then turning around from that little bit to a marathon, if everything in between counts, and on some days it's you might not have the energy for a 15-minute walk, but you might have the energy for a three-minute walk. If we can start to teach ourselves the value of consistency over quantity, yeah. then we'll help people be able you know, to do it.
2: In this clip, I talked with Lynn Lindbergh, the author of the new book, Couch to Active. And in our conversation, we talked about the idea that grit is bogus. We've all been taught that you just have to muscle through things. You want to make a new habit, you have to have willpower. And in this clip, we talked about why grit is bogus. And this builds on some things that I have been talking about in the podcast all year long about how to set your environment up for success. You don't want to be stuck doing a bunch of exercise or anything in your life, really, that you don't want to do, things that you don't enjoy. And so listen to Lynn talk, and then I want you to think about, journal about, what area of your life are you not really especially enjoying? What thing do you just have to try to grit your teeth and muscle through at the end of the day? If it is exercise that you don't like, I want you to make a list of some alternate activities, things that you might enjoy Would you like to go for a walk? What about rowing or hiking? What about something that's completely non-traditional that you don't even have to do in a gym? Brainstorm a list of activities and then see what you can do to start those things. We
4: all need grit and self-discipline to survive, thrive, and do Almost anything meaningful in our lives, we we need that, and we need it to get through high school. So you know, high school kids, state youths, keep that grit going, get those homework assignments done. Um, we need it to uh, to do well in our jobs, to be good human beings. But there's only a limited amount of grit that we can use in our lives, and we don't want a life that's just full of grit because if you think about it. Grit is, if you think about the definition of grit, grit is saying, here's this thing that I want to accomplish in my life. But in order to get to that thing, I have to do other things I don't want to do. So I'm going to use grit to push through and do stuff I hate anyway to get to that end goal. And and that's great, that's how we make breakthroughs a lot of times, Mm -hmm. but if your day-to-day exercise every day for your whole life, 365 days a year times decades is an hour of grit that you hate. You're not living a life you love. It's, It's right. Yeah. And you're not every day for your whole life. I think I want to live a life I love. I don't want to go and spend an hour doing something I hate every day. Like, no, I no, I want to love my life. So saying that grit is bogus is a way of helping folks say, huh, well, if grit's bogus, what else, what else can I do? And Mm -hmm. and how else can I shape this exercise thing in a way that I don't need that grit and self-discipline in a way that I become one of those people who just exercise.
2: I hope you enjoyed this non-traditional look at journaling. And hopefully you got a notebook or a piece of paper, notepad on your phone, and jotted down a few thoughts related to each of these clips that I played. I want to invite you to jump into the journal challenge that I mentioned at the top of the podcast www.crushingmygoals.com slash p slash journal. Print off the journal pages from the journal that you'll be able to download and pop those into a three-ring binder. Put those pages in there. Grab a spiral binder, a sketchbook. It could be your regular day planner if you have a formal day planner. Just whatever you use. It doesn't have to be fancy. I just want you get to get in the habit of Thinking about how your day is going, the emotions that are popping up, the things that you're struggling with, the negative thoughts, the things that make you feel good, the things that make you feel bad. Just start playing around with tracking your thoughts and emotions and your the feelings that you're working out and see what patterns you discover. And then when you get that email with the journal pages, there's also an invitation to join the group that we are doing through the booties and burpees challenge, which I'm combining with the people who are journaling. So jump into the group and share your thoughts with us. Let us know how your journaling is going and what thoughts it has inspired in you. Everybody have a great week. Next week, we are going to talk about choosing a word of the year. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week, and I will catch you next Tuesday.